there and welcome to the telly show. Fiona Flynn here. Now on this week's show I got to chat to TV presenter Blana Tracy. You might see Blonde at the moment on her new show, Now You See Me, which looks at cycling in Ireland and what can be done to improve it. And as well as that, you can see her hosting Can't Stop Dancing over an RTE on a Friday night, a sort of after show spinoff of Dancing with the Stars. And Blonde, as a lot of you may know, actually started off her life on screen as the daughter of Miley and Biddy in the iconic Glen Row. So we had a great chat about that and her memories of working on it and talked about Dancing with the Stars, Now You See Me, of course, and lots more. Have a listen. Blonnet, welcome to the telly show. Well, thank you so much for having me. Loving your studio. It's thank fabulous. you. Thank yes. you very much. Um, tell us about the new show, Now You See Me. It's yeah. on. It's been on two episodes already. We've yeah. seen you go all over Europe mm-hmm. and you've more locations to go. But for anyone who hasn't seen it yet, what can they expect? Yeah, so it's a four-part series and we're halfway through it now. So basically what we're doing is we're comparing cycling in Ireland to other European countries because mm-hmm. let's face it, we don't really have much infrastructure here in Ireland. But why not? Why is there that disconnect between drivers and cyclists yeah. I mean everybody knows if you're cycling on the road you know that there there's always some sort of like a beep every day um, and if you're driving cyclists are coming out of nowhere and you're there's all this aggravation on the road mm. so we decided to kind of look at that and why is that relationship there mm. and what can we learn from our northern European neighbours uh, what are they doing you know so in episode one we visited Copenhagen which was class in yeah. Denmark really really cool um, and they're an interesting place as well because we can learn so much from them they have dedicated segregated cycle tracks and that means it's not just a line painted on the road this is an actual like lifted footpath yeah it's your um, spot to cycle in exactly so the cars and the on the bikes never cross paths ever yeah in fact the bikes have their own traffic lights they've got their own system and then the other important thing is that they've got laws in place to yeah. protect the cyclists and to protect the drivers both of which are penalized if they break the rules whereas here if you break the rules you know, there isn't as much law enforcement out there. And actually, we've worked with the guards on the show and they've said it themselves. They need more resources. They need more people on the ground keeping an eye and like, you know, enforcing the law. So we've we've learned quite a bit. Yeah, I yeah. have as well, even from watching it, because I've only yeah. started cycling myself a bit recently. Cycling as in I'm the Dublin bikes down the canal. Yes. I'm not even attempting going in and out of the Dublin traffic. Are you afraid? I am all right on the canal. But then actually, funnily, after watching it um, the first week, I was driving down and like just going, going across the roads there the canal yes. and there was a taxi driver just plonked right in the middle of where the canal cyclists just passed through yes. and that was just one of those I was like that, like simple stuff like that like mm-hmm. you just if you could have waited a bit longer the cyclists could have gotten through but there is that sort of lack of not lack of respect for cyclists but a sort of mutual disdain for each other yeah there is and it, but it is a respect thing because mm. in Ireland uh, something like 80% of cyclists drive and only about 10% of drivers cycle I think it could be 80 or 90% yeah, so yeah. basically hardly any drivers cycle so they can't empathise yes. so I would encourage anyone who drives get on a bike and cycle around your local city your local town and just see what it's like because it's frightening especially if someone's trying to overtake you and yeah. uh, in episode one we had a family from Donegal they swapped their car for the bike yes, and yeah. you can see footage like their whole family they have a, a gorgeous little boy and he's probably about eight or nine I'm not sure yeah. exactly and he's cycling up ahead and you see these cars zooming by it's like Dude, just slow down. Yeah. Like, what's the hurry? What's the rush? So the kind of the big thing that I guess I've taken away from it is that we need segregated, separated tracks. We yeah. need the infrastructure in place so that, uh, like for example, in Copenhagen, you know, it works really well because they don't have to interact with each other, drivers and cyclists. Yeah. Um, and I'm not saying that in Ireland cyclists are perfect. They absolutely aren't. They break the red lights. They break the rules, and the same way that drivers do. So it's almost like we have to kind of pause 
look at us all together yeah, and say, why can't yeah. we just share the roads? The, the roads belong to the pedestrians, the drivers, buses, everybody. Yeah, cyclists. and just treat it as if it's a shared space rather yes. than like, actually, funnily enough, the guy who's like Dublin's busiest messenger yeah. um, that was on the first episode, he came in to deliver something the other day to the office. Did he? I was oh, like, brilliant. oh, you're like Dublin's busiest messenger. And he was like, oh, yeah. like, so embarrassed. But I was yeah. like, oh, no, I'm interviewing Blonnet soon. So, yeah. Um, and he had an interesting thing to say. He was yeah. kind of talking about the, the day trippers. And obviously, Dublin bikes is brilliant. And there's those bikes are all over the country. Yes. Um, where you can just rent them for the day and go off. And it's fabulous. Mm. Um, but of course, there are people who aren't used to cycling because, you know, you need to know the le- learn the rules of the road. Yeah. You can't just kind of hop on a bike and off you go. You know, you need yeah. to know what your hand signals and all that sort of stuff. And he was kind of saying quite often he'll have people who are just on those day trip kind of bikes. They're cycling around and they are just aimlessly cycling in and out of traffic. And yeah. Causing havoc, so yeah. it's kind of it's important for any. If you're getting up on onto a bicycle, you need to know what you're doing as Absolutely. well. Absolutely, you yeah, need sorry, to know your route. I'm just smiling there because that's when I started off on the bike. I was like, they all know I'm an amateur. They all know yeah. I'm an amateur. Yeah. <laughs> and like, you almost want to cycle with a cluster of people so that you're all together. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. But going in and out of traffic is well. like I am a driver too, but I know yeah. it's like similar rules of the road. But I still mm-hmm. would just be so conscious that I'd be doing the wrong thing or wouldn't look the right way. Yeah. But um, do you think it is possible now for Ireland to step it up and get to the places where yeah. like or get to where Seville is or where um, Netherlands is mm-hmm. or Denmark? Well, Seville is a perfect example, especially for Dublin because it's a similar size and a similar yeah. population and has that historical centre. Like Dublin, we've got our Temple Bar. They have a similar kind of situation there. Yeah. And 12 years ago, they had no cycling infrastructure, absolutely nothing. Yeah. So like Dublin right now. So, well, obviously we have some infrastructure, but it's not, I mean, it's not great. Mm. So um, they had a change of local government and people protested and they said, you know what, we want to take the streets back. We, yeah. want, we want to get rid of some of the cars let's put down proper cycling infrastructure and so they did you know they promised that they would do it the mm. government and they did it and well the they were sorry promised they'd do something and then they did it I, isn't that weird <laughs> who knew what is this what is this promised yeah, let's land. all move to Seville yeah um, so now it's not perfect but and there was definitely a lot of kind of people protesting and giving out when the tracks are going down and lots yeah. of kind of businesses saying like guys this is, you've ripped up the road right in front of the shop and you've taken away parking spaces in order to fit in the tracks but 12 years later mm. everybody cycles yeah. and it's also it's an interesting one because they've built uh, tracks similar to Ireland or to Dublin and city all the major kind of cities around um, Ireland mm. you know most people will live in the suburbs and make their way into the city so yeah. what they did with Seville is they did that exactly so they have all of the places where everyone lives and they have all the tracks leading them into the city centre so the city centre needs a little bit more work but it means that like you're not on a bus you're not kind of in your car you're cycling into work it's nice and easy you're nice yeah. and safe you're not going to be encountering any buses or fumes and that sort of stuff so that was an interesting one because also I mean um, obviously rental prices are just crazy at the exactly. moment so and if you can live outside of the city and cycle straight your into work I mean you don't need to be living directly in the city so also in that from that point of view I've just kind of I've made that observation myself you know it just kind of makes more sense and yes. also it's healthier yeah. and um, the Donegal family they made a really good point that they felt so much more connected with their community. I thought that was a really interesting point yeah. as well. Because I was wondering, like, why would that be? But I suppose if you're on the bikes, you're not sheltered by the car. You're kind of waving to people. You're, you know, interacting more. So yeah. I guess that would be how it would be. But I was like, oh, that was an interesting it one is. that you wouldn't even suspect. Like, God, exactly. so much more part of it. Um, yeah, because we are kind of, we're all becoming a lot more disconnected because we're just living on our phones nowadays. Yeah, but yeah. if you just, like, it's so funny. It's just a simple.
simple thing. Get on your bike, cycle around rather than getting in the car. It's yeah. cheaper, it's healthier for you. Like it just makes sense, but it's it just, does. it's difficult because we just don't have the infrastructure. And um, it's funny actually, like, well, like we were saying 12 years ago in Seville, there was no infrastructure, but in 11 years in Ireland, we may face fines of between three and six billion because we mightn't um, because of our pollution levels right and if we don't meet our emissions targets we may yes. have to pay these fines yeah. so why not kind of think ahead okay well if Seville did it in 12 years we have 11 years to play around with now rather than like, why don't we build an infrastructure that will decrease the population yeah. or not the population the pollution <laughs> <laughs> no we want the population to keep going up sorry no the pollution dictator blotted yes. <laughs> this is all a plan yeah. well, no it's a really good one and it's not it's not one as well that would be that drastic on people you know, no. it's sort of nothing major has to happen. No one's saying ditch your car. It's just like maybe just ditch it two or three days a week and exactly. go on the bike. Yeah. Um, Blonnet, as well as Now You See Me, of course. Yes. We also are seeing you these days on Can't Stop Dancing. Yeah, Can't um, Stop Dancing. So. Loving this series of Dancing with the Stars. It's, it's fun. good, isn't it? I'm, I'm very jealous of you being behind the scenes and getting to see what happens and how it all goes down ahead of the show. What yeah. is it like? What is it like kind of a day in the life of the Dancing with the Stars Sunday? Yeah, the Sunday is, is pretty intense. Now, for me, I kind of have it a little bit easy because I just rock in and have the crack with everyone whereas yeah. they're all sort of rehearsing all week long so Sundays I kind of arrive they, a lot of them will, will arrive in the studios at about 7am so really? they're there from like very very early rehearsing and getting yeah. their all their hair and makeup done but it's just so much fun like there's spray tan glitter costumes everywhere yeah. everyone's having the crack you'll have all People are falling asleep left, right, and center as well. That's the funny thing. You go into a dressing room and there's people just like conked out. Everyone's just so tired. It's knackered, I'd say, at yeah, that point. Yeah. Totally tired. But um, it's funny. I, I think this is obviously the third year of it, but they re everyone always says, oh, we all become such good friends, but they actually do. I they watched actually that do. montage there the last day, yeah. like a few weeks ago, whenever it was just they're all best of friends. I'm like, Jesus, I suppose they are. They're sort of like a tour group or something, I you know? know? Like they're on stage every week together. Yeah. They, you know, but really, like, strong bonds have been made there definitely and it's funny because Fred actually made this observation it's almost like going to the Gweltucht you know you have this intense <laughs> period of time where you make all these pals and you're you know you're kind of out of your comfort zone yeah, and then all of a sudden yeah. it's over so he, he that's how he kind of described it I thought that was very very funny I need to uh, sort of describe the Gweltucht to his Italian dance partner Julia she's like what is the Gweltucht yeah. like what are you talking about <laughs> it's where Irish people go to, to learn how to speak Irish like, yeah, yeah. but um, Kayleigh's and yeah, <laughs> it makes sense right yeah it's a whole uh, thing lots of shifting that um, kind of thing yeah, yeah. we so, um, dance with the stars Fred, Cleona and Eilish are in actually the first week I think of Dancing with the Stars in for the telly show here but they were gas for one of the funniest interviews I ever yeah. did. Fred yeah. is just like such a ticket. He is. Um, yeah. But who? There's so many great ones in there. So many great dancers. Um, mm. Who is your favorite to win? I'm turning the tables on you now because you always are yeah. asking Nikki and uh, Jen this. So yes. Like. So who are my favorites? Well, I think I'd love if a girl did it this year because you know girl power and all that crap. Yes. So I think um, I think Cleona could do it. She could. She could. She's the other thing about Cleona is I just love her. She's so sound. Yeah. And she's really easygoing. Like every time you see her, big hug, big smile, big kiss, like care things. You know, she's just a real sort of sweetheart. Yeah. Um, and who else? Clelia is doing really, really well. Clelia and so is great. Great's doing fast. Yeah. Yeah. They're nailing it. Like I do honestly think now Johnny I think is a strong contender yes. even though he's not getting the scores from the judges or he did recently 
starting to. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I honestly think it could be Mairead Ronan or could be. Definitely, I think it's it's a it's a ladies' year. Yeah, and it's be wild because she just had a baby. Like it's absolute madness. You know, you it? see her on getaways one minute, like yeah. pregnant. You're like, that, that was only like a year ago, less yeah. than a year ago. Um, yeah, she's some woman. They she's, all have like amazing families. Like I don't think you could really be a part of the show if you didn't have a night a good support network yeah. around you. And like her husband was like, you have to do this. I mean, why not? Yeah. So she gets all of her rehearsals done like quite early in the morning. Right. Because um, they are. It's full time job. Just oh, yeah. training and getting to that point. Because you kind of, I suppose most people wouldn't think they just rock up on a Sunday and do it. But yeah. you know that it's actually something they do on Monday to Friday, training mm-hmm. their arses off. Yeah. Like every... I'm sure Dennis Bastic has like a full time job. <laughs> as well as this. Yeah, he's got like a nine to five job. He also has, you know, <laughs> a wife and like... kids. And, his, and he's doing dance with the stars. Oh, I hope he's in the canteen, like practicing his moves at work. He's, he's gas. He flies around on a little scooter. He's so funny. No way. Yeah. Yeah, because like, he's, he's working in, in the city, in Dublin City. Yeah, and so yeah. Because to go over to the rehearsal studios whilst mm. he flies in on his little scooter. He's so funny. And uh, would you like to do it yourself? Um, I'm kind of, do you know what? It would be class to do it, but I prefer working on it. Yeah. Because it means I get to be part of it the entire run. And yes. I get to kind of, you know, have a bit of crack with everybody. I get to know everybody really well. And um, I think Simon Delaney should do it next year. He should. Because Simon's hosting uh, yeah, now you see me with me the two of us of are doing course. the show together Yeah. so I think people would love to see a little bit of Simon Delaney you know that's a really good shout yeah we've, we've seen him swapping the car for the bike yeah. on last week's episode on Now You See Me so it might be nice to see him kind of swapping the stage for the dance floor yes that definitely. would be good yeah. and it? Simon Delaney's so versatile he just pops up everywhere from like movies TV shows yeah. Now You See Me he's on Ireland AM yeah. like it's, he's yeah. hilarious yeah. he's very funny he's a really really <laughs> funny guy alright um, yeah so make sure you tune into Now You See Me he'll be up to more antics as well Yes, this Monday night as well. Absolutely. So you now you see me and you can't stop dancing. Mm-hmm. But of course, I hope you don't mind me talking about where you first began. Oh, Glen Rowe. Glen Rowe. Of course. Yeah. Yes. Um, I was a big fan of Glen Rowe back where in the day. <laughs> I know. As much as anyone is, I suppose. Where are you from? Um, I'm from Dublin. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah, Usually so. people outside of Dublin were mad see, for my Glen Rowe. My mum is from Mayo. My dad's from Longford. There you go. So it was That's very it. much Irish. They grew up in that kind of Irish farm life. So, uh, yeah. But it was funny because one of the younger lads in the office there was like, what? Like, what's Glen Rowe? I'm just like, oh, Jesus. It's an institution. Yeah. Because yeah, when did it end? It ended in 2006. I know, yeah. So you I don't know. know how he missed. He's not that young. Well. <laughs> but anyway, what was it like growing up on something as iconic as Glen Rowe? It was great. Um, it's funny because I started on it when I was three months old. Wow. And I was on it till I was 13. So literally for 13 years. Yeah. So it was just normal for me. But it was more so like when I'd go into Tesco, like with my mom or something, and then people would be staring at me. I actually didn't like that attention because yeah. they were strangers. I'm like, oh my God, why are they looking at me? This is weird. Yeah. Or, you know, people would chat to you as though they knew you. Yeah. So that was weird. That was hard for me to get, wrap my head around that. Yeah. Because I was actually kind of a shy sort of a child. I just, you know, I loved what I was doing and all that and having the crack. Mm. But I didn't like being treated differently. I wanted just to be the same and blend in with everybody and... Um, like in school my whole class were kind of used to it right because I've done it forever and actually I'd brought in some of my classmates onto some of the episodes if it was a birthday or something like that I'd bring in a couple of my pals from school because we need like rent a crowd we yeah, need yeah. some kids you know <laughs> so they loved that that was cool and so I've actually my one of my best friends Holly I've been friends with her since I was four and she'd been on it a couple of times with me so that was good lovely um, so it was great being part of it and kind of playing make-believe and having the crack and yeah. you know you definitely would have, you'd hear the odd kind of person whistling the theme tune like, oh, 
like I've never heard that before, yeah, you know, yeah. this kind of stuff. <laughs> that would get tiresome and being yeah. asked the same questions forever. Yeah. Definitely got tiresome. But mm. looking back on it now, because I'm 30 now and I finished when I was 13. So it was, it's actually it was such a beautiful time and such a, an amazing show to be part of and working yeah. with all of those actors. I know. Incredible, you know, Ooh. and we made a documentary actually about it. I'm sure lots of people saw it um, a couple of years ago now. It was called, uh, Well, Holy God. Oh, it's yes, Glenn Rowe. it did. Yes. Yeah, yeah, so that yeah. did really well a couple yeah. of years back and we got to speak to some of the old characters and the old cast and um, because, you know, quite a few of them have passed away now. Yeah. Including Mick Lally, who played Lally. My, my dad. Yeah. And that was, you know, he died very, very young. So Very young. Um, it was nice to sort of look back at some of the scenes with him and myself and Mary McAvoy who played my mother Biddy mm. the two of us went back to the farm and that was really emotional as well it was, I think so because yeah. you know the last time I was there I was a kid and yeah. it seemed so much bigger and then when I was there with her as well it just it felt strange but it was really nice it's yeah. like a homecoming yeah. uh, in a way but yeah no it was great it was an, an amazing thing to be part of because back then TV was so different to what it is now now you can kind of watch stream do watch anything you want whereas Back then, you know, there was only a couple of channels, but this was made specifically for Irish audiences. So, you know, they would deal with certain topics that were, you know, in the news at the time and that kind of thing, quite topical. So um, it was always kind of on the tip of everyone's tongues on Monday morning, you know, after watching it on Sunday night. So, and then of course there was, you know, the theme tune would put the fear of God into everybody. Exactly. Homework's not done. Homework's not done. Yeah. Me as well. yeah like, oh. It's funny how everyone has that collective memory, you know, it's like someone just pointed it out after it finished. So it was like, that's what the theme tune of Glenn Roby is. Like, 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 oh, oh the dread. Yeah. Oh, and were you still in touch with um, like Mary McAvoy and that? Or is there any kind of Glen Row reunions we don't know about? Oh, there's no, there hasn't been any Glen Row reunions, but uh, I actually, I cross paths with Mary McAvoy all the time. Really? I, I always go to call her Biddy. Yeah. It's funny because like when I was a kid, I wasn't told their real names really? so that I wouldn't say their real name on camera. So I would call them Biddy and Miley like when we weren't filming, which is weird. But anyway, so I always go to call her Biddy. I'm like, <laughs> oh, that'd be so weird if I called her Biddy right now. But um, we cross paths all the time because she's yeah. kind of on the Today Show um, Chorus, yeah, in Cork. Yeah. And yeah, I see her a little bit. Like we wouldn't, we wouldn't be super close or anything like that. But I, like anytime we see each other, we have time for each other. We always yeah, have a little catch sure, up. Yeah, we spend so much time together. Yeah, yeah. And what do you reckon about a revamped, modernized version of Glen Row oh in gosh, 2019? Wow. So many shows are being revamped, not so much in Ireland, but... I like. I think there's so much love and nostalgia for Glen Row. I do actually think it would work. I'm oh not saying God, hilarious. you. They, oh, they should bring back all the old characters. But like you know, a good farming drama on a Sunday oh, night. Oh sure, listen, it'd be good, wouldn't it? I know. I mean, like calving season and all that crack. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I think it would work. Fair City's huge. They need to. Fair City need, yeah. is huge. It's yeah. massive. Um, do you know what? I don't know. It would be funny. Like I'm trying to imagine Denise Byrne. That was my character. Like you know, where where would like Biddy be? Obviously the Dinny has passed away and yeah. Miley will, would have obviously passed away so yeah. it's like maybe I'd be kind of running the show on the farm oh my god you could be yeah Yeah, I'd have a lot of road frontage wouldn't I yeah be like an eligible bachelorette yeah you'd be like a street savvy like you know <laughs> <laughs> a video oh. like me that's like Irish it's, it writes itself it does write itself yeah, you know yeah. or maybe I've hit the bottle a little bit and I have to get up and milk the, the cows in the morning yeah. but I'm totally it could be the over. dark side of Glen Row. oh yeah Glen Row after dark <laughs> Glen Row after dark 
That'd be good. Yeah. <laughs> and would you actually have any interest in returning to acting or are you no, happy now? Absolutely not. Yeah. No way. I was, oh, no, 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 no. I'm not an actor yeah. at all. No way. I'm, I'm happy interviewing actors. Yes. But being an actor, and no. Because yeah. I was sort of born into it. So it wasn't like I'd bought, gone to drama school for years and, and then committed. it was like I got this, this big gig or anything like that. I kind of just, you know, progressed and developed in that one character. Yeah. I don't know. I just don't think I'd... I just, I just don't think I'd be no, great. Yeah, yeah. No, yeah, yeah. you're interested in or you're not. But yeah. you're doing so well with presenting and behind yeah. the scenes anyway. So, yeah. um, and finally, your husband-to-be, Charlie, yeah. he's actually from, strangely enough, Kilcool, <laughs> which Kilcool. is the town that Glenrow was set in. Yeah. Which, how did that, weird. is that how you met? Was it like, you're from Kilcool, it's meant <laughs> to be. <laughs> I was like, did a call out, I want to meet someone from Glenrow. Yeah. Um, no, it's funny, actually. I'm from Bray, right. which is only two towns over from Kilcool. Yeah. So, I was in school um, in Loretto Bray and I was really good friends with all a load of lads from Prez which yeah. is the boys school just down the road and we were all good friends we'd all hang out at lunchtime and my good friend Oren Bambrick he introduced myself and Charlie oh. so Oren is from out that way as well oh it's so funny all those all of my friends yeah. were in Glenrow as extra, extras <laughs> when we were growing up so like we would have probably been in scenes together but yeah, I didn't yeah. know so like my future husband was probably play, playing football in a scene behind me or something <laughs> like they would have they all were in it at some point yeah. um so yeah that's kind of weird it, it's funny because like um around Christmas time we'll always go back to Kilcool for you know Christmas drinks and that kind of thing Christmas Eve and we go into the Burns pub and like they don't they've all known me <laughs> for years because like obviously Glenrow was shot there for years yeah yeah um so it's nice actually it's kind of, yeah, it's a lovely little town yeah I feel like if I walked into Burns pub in Kilcool and saw you there I'd just be like what's happening the, the twilight zone <laughs> yeah. what's going on yeah what's happening is she really Denise Byrne yeah could that be a wedding location perhaps or have you got any wedding plans yet yeah the wedding is all lockdown no we're not going to get married in Kilcool I think no. that'd be too far now that'd yeah. be too far yeah. <laughs> imagine in the church where I filmed my communion and everything oh my god no, no. Perfect. Perfect. yeah no we're, we're kind of uh, we're keeping all that sort of quiet where we're doing it and everything but we're, enough, do yeah. Yeah, we're doing it we're doing it in Ireland Lovely. and we're going to have kind of a, a small ish wedding yeah so we're having about 120 for dinner and then like loads more up afterwards yeah. Charlie's a musician so he's friends with like 150,000 musicians yeah so we have to kind of we're going to do like a day two as well and have more crack then because oh, I mean you can't just have one day for your wedding. I know, it's a you whole know. spectacular. It is, yeah. And the two of us were so funny. We just couldn't stop asking people. I've got five bridesmaids, he's five groomsmen. We were just like too giddy with excitement. Yeah, but you know, yeah. you're like, I want all of these people with me. So we're pretty organized. I didn't realize what an organized person I was. Really? Until I took on this, ta well, you know, we took on the task of organizing the wedding. And yeah. it all just sort of fell into place weirdly oh, that's quickly. Great. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm looking forward to it though. We're yeah. doing it this summer. This summer. Yeah. Brilliant. Well, look, Best of luck with it. I hope you have a great wedding day. And thank you. And I look forward to seeing more of Now You See Me. Yes, thank you so much. Thanks, Blonnet. That's it from me. Thanks again to my guest, Blonnet Tracy, for coming in. Don't forget, you can catch the filmed version of the interview up on entertainment.ie now. Catch you next week.